Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is... Embargo. An order of a government prohibiting the departure of commercial ships from its ports. A legal prohibition on commerce. Stoppage, impediment, especially prohibition. An order by a common carrier or public regulatory agency prohibiting or restricting freight transportation. So there it is, embargo. Um, it's just a, res- a restriction of, of some sort of transportation or, or movement or or commerce or anything along those lines. It's, it's, it's essentially a restriction. And I... I was talking with uh, Jason Glover, who is our weekend, our guest this weekend, and talking about how some of these are inherently gamey. Like embargo feels very gamey, and it, it to me that's that's sort. I thought that was going to be a, an easy, you know, an easier thing, but it's kind of it's harder at the same time because, like, you can think of, and as I go through this and, you, and hear what I wrote, it it's it's almost like a common element in a lot of games. And it could be an entire game that's just based on this embargo. And it's hard to kind of dig deep into a word that is very specific like this. Uh, but I try it. So here we go. Let's, let's get into it. So I said embargo as a theme. Players are the government ruling on the status of ships. And I, I went heavy on government prohibiting the departure of ships from its ports. There's another, you know, definition, which is the, you know, not trading with certain countries and things like that, which I dive into at the end. But for uh, for the bulk of this, I went with that, that first definition because I, I like that. So embargo is a theme. Players are the government ruling on the status of ships with pressure from all sides. So ships are held and, you know, you're, you're ruling whether they're moving or not. And there's, you know, obviously like favors and reasons and, and preference and reasons that you want certain ships to be released and others not to influence and all that fun stuff. So that's, that's one little embargo theme side. Another one is players are working workers on a ship, making the most of their time while they're landlocked. So the ship's stuck in a port and you've got 50 people that work on it. What are those people going to do? Um, exploring that is neat. Uh, it's, I don't know if it's, you're exploring what they're doing for fun or what they're doing for work because they need to make some money or if they're, union and they make money while they're already landlocked and nothing matters so i sort of went the next step in that and i said players are workers on a ship forced to stay in the port because there's and there's an embargo but because there was a murder on the ship and that's where i start to get interested some flair or some drama in a unique setting it's not just that somebody was killed somebody was killed on a ship stuck on the port everybody's locked on that ship it's sort of like murder on the Orient Express. You know, nobody's leaving that train. You know, you know all your suspects, and and figuring it out. So another variation on that would be uh, a, a cargo ship, and um, there's some neat things with that because somebody could have jumped off of the ship, or been thrown off of the ship, or or things like that. But they know the roster when it left. They know who's still there. So that was an interesting theme or setting for it so i went into as an action what is the embargo as an action and it could be the closing of the port or the locking up of a space on a map um it's it's 
it's the blocking or the prevention of uh, interaction with an area, things like that. Something interesting would be in a worker placement game with player tokens all over the board and an embargo coming into play and forcing tokens to, to sort of stay where they are uh, or not interact in a certain area for, for a time being. What's cool about that is generally in a, in a worker placement game, everything's available, um, but having, you know, until somebody took it. But having certain places not available due to the actions of players makes for an interesting change where you can't have a dominant strategy where you go to this every time or, or you know, the first person to the whatever hut in Stone Age is getting more workers and things like that. If, if some sort of in-game embargo were to place those places on hold, people have to change their 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 approach which i think is neat um let's see uh i have uh if there's tokens all over board and embargo comes to play forces tokens to stay where they are okay so sometimes your tokens could get locked you know in this worker placement game they're in a spot and before you can take them back to use them again that embargo happens the first definition where they you can't move, remove the ships from its ports uh, and and players would I wind up having less opportunities the next round because they don't have as many workers and things like that. Uh, that's not always super fun, having less options, but creating less options and and you know having those fair warnings and you know having the game state force those le- less options due to everybody's choices is a more interesting side of it. So embargo is a phase. So we've had a theme and action and now phase. An embargo phase could be neat if it wasn't very static. So imagine you're playing a shipping game. Let's say a pick up and deliver shipping game. And certain actions or reactions, and which I've been kind of doing in all of these, uh, trigger the embargo uh, clock to count down. So, and it could be much more thematic than this embargo clock, but, you know, something adds to this, the heat's rising and eventually they're going to block this area. So um, the clock's going and going and going. Meanwhile, you know, you're shipping things. You want to drop them off there because you could you get lots of money for it. And there's a little bit of press your luck as that clock's counting down and, and maybe an area is the hot spot that you want to get them in there and be the last one before, you know, before the embargo hits. So it's neat to, to try to push your luck before those, those ports are shut down. And during that embargo phase, so the, the phase happens, now the embargo's out there, all the ports in Area X can't, can't function, uh, or maybe just there's no shipping, it's, just, it's a straight-up full worldwide embargo. Players have alternate means to make money during this, this phase. They would you know, press the government to drop the embargo order, ship in other areas that aren't affected, um, or, you know, start working off of the land or, or things like that. But having it as a phase that you know is coming, but you can f- fluctuate when it comes and where it comes and how close you want to push yourself to that could could be neat as well. So the last thing I wrote was another aspect of this is not as much in the main definition, but in the ban of trade with a particular country, which is interesting if you're making like a big worldwide commerce game and players have control over a variety of countries. Maybe you have control in in 
eight countries out of ten or something like that. And on the side, there's this conflict going, and, and you're almost fighting a war on two fronts. You're you're shipping and trying to make some money, but you're also negotiating and uh, in this these worldwide issues. Eventually, if something if an embargo happens and trade is banned for a particular country, however much you have invested in that country is going to be a problem. So I think all of this has been done, and. I wanted to try to abstract it out a bit to try to get to something that uses the essence of embargo, but not the theme and the and you know everything that that we've talked about. So, cards and numbers, for example, just cards, not even numbers, even colors. You know, all the colors of the rainbow on a card. Seven colors, seven seven card types. Everybody has cards of all types, and they have their own, let's say, a token that's in their color, their player color, which is different than the card color. And that's just your player token to represent that you are there. And I don't even think you need the, the player token. So let's just zap that. Now we got the cards with numbers. And I just... You play a card in front of you. On your turn, you can do one of, one of a few things. You play a card in front of you. And that just means that you've established yourself in this location. So let's say I put it in red. Now I am established in the red country. You can play a red card in front of you. You're established there too. Uh, if you play a second red card in front of you, now you've got two there. So let's say for each um, card there, you can harvest the area, and it'll create resources. And the resources are, say, let's say, um, discs. So if I have two red cards in front of me in a pile, and I create, uh, I spend a turn harvesting the resources, I put two red discs on top of my red cards. Now... On another turn, I can choose to play a yellow card. If I play a yellow card, now I have two red and a yellow. These represent different locations. Now I can move the discs from one to the other, and I'm going to get paid for them. Uh, how much I get paid? Let's say it's the top card. So that's like that dictates your market. So if I played a red card down first, that was like a two, and later on I can play a seven, now my discs are worth more. Um, so... What, what I think could be neat about this is another action being playing a card to the center, which is the like the hot contested area. So whoever's the majority color in the center is blocked. You cannot trade to or from those areas, um, you know, for this round or something along those lines. So it's one of those dream games where you have like three choices and, and hopefully it all comes together. Um, it doesn't often, you know, usually you need much more complexity, but I was just thinking your actions are you play something in front of you, uh, you generate resources, or you play to the center to, to try to put the heat on other, on other areas, and then your last action would be to move from one of your locations to another. So if I move my disc from my red card to my yellow card, now it's going to convert to points. And the points are based on whatever it was coming from the red card or whatever it hits the yellow card at or something along those lines. Just to, you know, it's, it's resource management, a little bit of pick up and deliver, um, and a little bit of that embargo where you can have that majority card in the center and then all of a sudden, oh, nobody can trade with, with red this round. Um, which, I don't know, there might be something. I like abstracting things quite a bit, so... Um, very easy to prototype as well. 
But yeah, so if you have anything for embargo, if you've worked on an embargo a game with them with any sort of embargo phase or, or you know even in the theme, let me know. It's 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 an interesting one. It's just so close to it's it's so gamey that it's hard to game to me, or at least just today. Some days I kind of just take it and run with it, and other days I get stuck on the word. So let me know what you have, and we will see you tomorrow and every other day with Design Diary. All right, see. Ya.